Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was a good loud one this morning. That'll wake everybody up. Good, good. You ought to have something to wake you up too, because you're you're tired. I am tired, <laughs> but never too tired to talk Disney. No. So let's start, um, like we usually do, with the Disney Parks blog. They are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, and they are doing that with some recipes that they've released. That's right. I thought that Hispanic Heritage Month was in September. And it was a very lame, because they didn't really do much, but apparently it's October. Maybe they were just setting up for yeah, that, that could Hispanic be. Heritage Month. So they do uh, post three different uh, Hispanic Disney chefs with their culture. Um, and they have put together three recipes that are featured in Epcot. And those recipes are for a shrimp ceviche, a skirt steak corn pancakes with jicama slaw, and a flan with caramelized pineapple. Sounds delicious. Yeah, and it's a good thing I actually know how to how to read jicama. Yes, you do. Because uh, uh, until I married you, mm-hmm. I would have thought it was jicama. It is not. But it's not. I love jicama. All right, um, and then also for Halloween. Oh, it's not also for Halloween. All right, we're moving on to Halloween from the Disney Parks blog. They have a spooky reading list. That's right. They have put together from Disney Publishing Worldwide a list of spooky books um, for readers, um, well, younger readers. So they have stuff for young adults and up, and then they have stuff that more appeals towards younger kids. Uh, So they have uh, books like my first Halloween bedtime storybook, Mickey and Friends Ready for Halloween, Disney Chills, Fiends on the Other Side, uh, Don't Read This Book Before Bed from National Geographic, the very popular Weird But True series has a book, Weird But True Halloween from Disney, uh, uh, from National Geographic Kids, and then Tales from the Haunted Mansion, Volume 1. And then for young adult readers, they have a book called Evil Thing. Um, There is a book called Hocus Pocus and the all-new sequel, which is a uh, story that takes place 25 years after Max and Allison save Salem from the witches. So this is a... um, uh, this is a sequel. Will this become what the movie? You know, there's Maybe. been talk of the sequel of the the Sanderson sisters making return. Uh, we don't know. And then um, there is a uh, coloring book from uh, the art of coloring. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Adult coloring books are kind of big right now. Yeah. People need a stress relief. Yeah. And uh, if you want to color some scenes from Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, go for it. Sounds good. And as always, you can find this on the Disney Hallow Moments uh, specialty page on the Disney Parks blog. Also on the Hallow Moments page is at-home spooky crafts. Yeah, they put some crafts together. Uh, you can make a Jack Skellington um, garland. Uh, it's uh, They have a video on how to do that. They also have a drink for the Real Sanderson Sisters potion, um, which isn't really a potion. I don't want to no. ruin it for anyone, okay. but it, it does look good. Uh, There is a new Hocus Pocus board game that families can play. And, of course, what would Halloween be without ears, plush, sweaters, and more? So there's a link. There's a merchandising link. Love the merch. Um, So you can find that once again with hashtag Disney Hallow Moments. All right. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Disney and space. They have a special connection to space. They do. This week on Disney Plus uh, through National Geographic was the premiere of Disney's uh, The Right Stuff, uh, which is a story of the Mercury 7 astronauts. And the significance of the Mercury 7 astronauts is? There were seven of them. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They are the first Americans in space. Okay. 
Good. Uh, so they went up in the uh, Mercury capsules. Uh, it's part of the Mercury program. And uh, this is based on the book by Tom Wolfe. It is a multi-part uh, miniseries, uh, I guess. Um, but Disney has had a long connection with space way back in the 50s. Um, Walt and Ward Kimball uh, created a series of TV specials. Um, Man in Space from March of 1955, Man on the Moon from December of 1955, and Mars and Beyond in December of 1957. Uh, you have to remember that back in this time, space travel was uh, thought to be like really science fiction mm -hmm. and that it would never you know, really happen. Um, but Walt and Ward and the team of Imagineers, uh, they weren't Imagineers back then, but you know the group uh, put together some really good uh, space stories. A couple of them are on uh, Disney Plus. Some of them were available in the. Uh, there was a Man in uh, Disney in Space Walt Disney Treasures DVD collection that was out uh, 15, 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so those were some pretty good specials. They were actually so good that NASA uh, ended up uh, asking, uh, you know, to use some of their their training materials for training. Uh, Werner von Braun was involved in the program, so he is the father of uh, the American uh, space program. Um, and, you know, then they go to talk about how Disney, um, you know, space as a concept for rides. You know, you've got Mission Space and Space Mountain. Um, so just, uh, you know, stuff like that. When Space Mountain opened in 1970, uh, 1974 in uh, California, they got together some of the actual Mercury astronauts. And then when Space Mountain opened in uh, Orlando in 1975, they actually got together the six living uh, Mercury 7 astronauts and Gus Grissom's widow. What do you think we're going to get for Space 220? Uh, nothing. <laughs> we're going to get a bill. Yeah. If that ever opens. I, exactly. I don't think it's going to open. Yeah, it'll open Space someday. 220 opening in 2019. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Um, also on Disney Plus, they have released the next in the series of Disney's Animal Kingdom, the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I can't get enough of this show. I, I think it's great. Um, this episode covers uh, some firsts. Uh, they get into Betty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> uh, Betty and Mentari are two uh, Babarusa pigs, and they're trying to breed them. So it's uh, their first meeting and their introduction. That'll be interesting. And uh, a few months ago, the first Babarusa was born at the Animal Kingdom. So it looks like... There was a love it connection. Worked. Yeah, there was a little love connection. And then they also cover a story of some uh, Hartman's zebras being introduced to their new home on the savannah at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, so it goes into, uh, they've got a new baby uh, zebra in the herd, and it's his first steps and an introduction with the herd. So it's a, it's a fun episode, and uh, I, I really like this show. I know you do. All right. Um, I like that show almost as much as I like stories about the uh, Toll Plaza at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I don't think we have any of those tonight, do we? We don't have one oh, tonight, and I am disappointed. too bad. Painting continues. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Um, at Disneyland, they have announced that some shows are not going to be returning. Yes, the performers from Mickey and the Magical Map, which takes place in Disneyland, and Frozen Live at the Hyperion, which takes place in Disney's California Adventure, um, the performers in those shows have been informed via email that the shows will be going dark. Yeah, I'm, those are both great shows. I mean, we yes. didn't see we didn't see every show that there was to see when we were out but there, we but we two. made those two were a priority because we had heard great things yeah. about them. 
Um, the, the Frozen show is not just a retelling, but I would say it's a Broadway caliber yeah, absolutely. show uh, that Disney puts on. And it's a longer show. It's yeah. not your traditional 20-minute. I think it might have even had like an intermission in it. Yeah, it was more for like the actors, right? You know, I it wasn't like time to like for people to really get up and do much. No, but it was five or ten minutes. It it was like an hour long show, Mm -hmm. hour and a half show. It it was a long one. Um, But uh, there's no word on whether these shows will be coming back after this COVID stuff is over. But uh, pretty sad. That is, that's a bummer. Yep. Okay. Um, it is the fiftieth anniversary coming up of Aristocats. That's right. The Aristocats, um, one of my favorite Disney movies. Really? No, not really. Although I do like Murray. She's one of my favorite uh, Disney characters Mm -hmm. or plushes. Uh, But the Aristocats will be celebrating their 50th anniversary, uh, which takes place on Christmas Eve. Is their 50th anniversary. Cool. But they are now uh, on a line of mugs. So there are some new mugs that have been spotted in downtown Disney in California. Uh, they retail for twenty two ninety nine, and I'm sure we'll be getting a couple of other uh, Aristocats sure. items in plenty merchandise. of merchandise. Well, Marie's very popular. She is, but she she's seems cute. to be the the one popular component of that right. movie. Right. Okay. Um, Disneyland is offering free COVID testing for their cast members. If there's any left. Right. Um, but all working cast members at the Disneyland Resort have access to free and easily accessible testing options. Uh, cast members can go to their local CVS pharmacy drive through and show their insurance card for a free test. And then beginning October 26th, they can request an at-home mail-in test. Yeah, those are neat. That's a new thing that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, cast members who are furloughed but not laid off um, are being contacted just with more information. Yeah, they've started uh, emailing folks and letting them know, uh, you know, thanking them for their patience. We know it's a difficult time. Um, and they're contacting um, people to let you know that you are not currently affected by this reduction and will remain on furlough until further notice. Okay. So, you know, at first it was people that were dreading the, uh, your gone call. You're now everybody's cut. waiting for this email. Now everybody's waiting around for this email that says, okay, you're, you're, you're not necessarily coming back to work, right. but we're not getting rid of you. So you're still going to have your benefits, right. your insurance. Right. Um, so that is a good thing. Um, so let's see, what do we have to say about that? Uh, that's that all on like that it. story. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, some of the seasonal cast members, or all of the seasonal cast members, have been let go. Yeah. Uh, seasonal cast members at Walt Disney World have been uh, informed that they will not be uh, coming to work for this holiday season. Um, seasonal cast members usually work just during busier holiday season uh, seasons when staffing has to be ramped up due to heavy crowds, and they would fill in for assorted positions around the park. Um, so they are getting laid off of the 28,000 people in the domestic, uh, Disney world that were being laid off, uh, 67% are part-time cast members. Part-time, but that's different from seasonal. Right. Well, a lot of seasonal folks are part-time. I'm sure there might be some part full-time seasonal cast members. Yeah. I'm not sure how the numbers really play with that. I mean, the seasonal, they had to expect, like they should have already, you shouldn't have even still been on right. there. Right. I like, mean, like I if can't. you're a seasonal worker and you're shocked by the fact that you're not coming back, have you been under a rock for the past? Yeah. Or? I mean, I feel like they should have cut that right from the start. Right. Because even if they had been allowed to open months ago, they still wouldn't probably be allowed to be at full capacity and they're not going to be able to bring on all the same 
number of people that they would have mm-hmm. normally had. So that, I don't know, that seems like a no-brainer that they probably should have wrapped up a while ago. Right. All right. Um, it's Columbus Day weekend this weekend. Of You know, this is now Monday, and so we're wrapping up that Columbus Day weekend. And for Columbus Day, they had some extended hours in the parks. They did. Uh, on the 11th and 12th, which, well, the 12th is tomorrow. Uh, the Well, today, if you're listening to it on the day it gets released. Um, but we do record the night before. That's a little bit of a secret. <laughs> um, the Magic Kingdom is open for 12 hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Epcot from 11 to 9, like it usually has been. Uh, Hollywood Studios from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Animal Kingdom from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. So the uh, Magic Kingdom gets a 12-hour day, Animal Kingdom gets an 11-hour day, and the other two parks are staying at their uh, 10-hour days that they've they've been doing. Um, So, you know, a busy holiday weekend. Last time we had a holiday weekend on Labor Day, um, parks reached capacity. Right. That I did not hear any word of that at Disney this this weekend, mm-hmm. um, but I did hear word that both parks at Universal reached capacity on Saturday and Sunday. That's because of those haunted houses. Yeah, people love it. Yep. All right. Um, in the Magic Kingdom, the artist desk was removed from the Main Street Cinema area. Yeah, if you've gone into the Main Street Cinema, you know that they sell art and prints, and they usually have a desk set up with a cast member who is drawing uh, Disney characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be Mickey Mouse, might be Jiminy Cricket, um, but they're drawing and it's set up so that guests can watch. Uh, well, that desk has been removed and, um, you know, they're, they're saying it's because the store is small and it's it helps, uh, you know, create a better uh, foot traffic flow and it helps with social distancing. So I am, I am truly hoping that when this is all over, the uh, desk returns. Mm. You know, this this is once again is one of those little touches. It's like watching the glass blowers right. when you're going through the crystal shop or the, the the glass shop, and you're watching them do their work, or you're watching a Disney cast member, you know, sketch. It's just if they start to take this stuff away, it, it they're really getting rid of the little touches that make things. Yeah, uh, special. and I get that right now. I understand that there's the money isn't there and the right. the staff isn't there to mm-hmm. try to do stuff like that. But let's just hope that it's temporary and all those things come back. Right, and it might not be back for a year. You yeah, know, which is it, fine, just as long as it's not totally on the chopping block forever. Yep. Um, the Caribbean Plaza, which is outside the area of Pirates of the Caribbean, has a has a new background music loop. Mm-hmm. It recently, Adventureland got a new musical makeover with some new background musics uh, near the entrance uh, entrances throughout the land, uh, including near the magic carpets of Aladdin. But now, Caribbean Plaza has some new, complete, uh, completely different background music, and it's related to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, people were complaining that the music was rather slow-paced and had a le- lazy uh, feeling in that area. Uh, so they have kind of jazzed things up a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it's what you need when you're going to go uh, swashbuckle with some uh, some pirates and meet Captain Barbarossa and whatnot. So I don't think I've ever been paying that much attention to what music is playing. Oh, I mean, it sets the mood, I guess. But, like, I'm never, like, cognitive of exactly the fact that it's being played. It's one of those little things, uh, you know, like the popcorn smell that they pump out. Yeah. It's just a background thing that, you know, people don't go and sit by a speaker. Right. And listen to the background loops. Um, but there are people who have put together playlists. Yeah. Um, and, and now Disney has, has 
you know, caught on to the fact mm-hmm. that people listen. So they're putting their playlists out on Spotify and Pandora right. and Apple Music. And you get to listen, uh, you know, not only do lands have specific music loops, but resorts have music loops that play in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, you're not cognizant of it. You don't listen to it. Um, I mean, you listen to it, but it's it's more of a passive listening. You're not you're not actively searching that those music that music out, but then you realize that music is just another part of the experience. You know, Disney is visual. It's 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 I want to say it's sensual because it involves all the senses. You know, there's smells, there's sounds, yeah. there's sights, um, and, and once again, it's it's the, that little touch that they put in that really helps to enhance a, a day at the park. Yeah, I mean, I don't really notice what they're playing, but if they weren't playing anything, I would notice that. Right. Like, remember when when uh, they opened up the first Disney park back in Shanghai uh, after COVID hit? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I logged on, and I was just happy. Like, I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I could hear the music. Right. And it was the, the Main Street music, and it was that jaunty, like, kind of like – you know, 1890s, you know, to, to 1900, kind of like swingy, jazzy, like yeah, Main Street music. Right. You know, and it, it made me happy to hear that music. And you, like you said, you don't realize that you're missing it until you don't have it available. Right. All right. Um, the lunching pad has opened. So that's good. We had talked that that was going to happen. Um, I believe they have their, their same menu from before. That's right. A lot of places have had their menus downsized. Um, but, and, and some of them have had special items added. Uh, however, the lunching pad has not had anything added or removed. It's just the same old, you know, you can get some frozen Cokes, you can get a cream cheese pretzel, you can get a jalapeno pretzel, you can get a churro, you can get a hot dog, you can get a pulled pork sandwich and a Mickey pretzel. Okay, good. Do you know a, a beef hot dog will cost you nine forty nine? Yeah, things are not cheap in Disney World. No. Um, and then the Rivers of America is going to be drained. Yeah. Um, mentioned last week that the riverboat and Tom Sawyer Oil Island would be closed. Yep. Uh, so as part of this refurbishment, which is going, which is scheduled to take place through January 2nd, uh, the uh, river is being drained, which is always an interesting look. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily a good look, but, you know, if you go a lot and you're not feeling sad that you don't get to see it how it normally is, it's kind of neat to see it right. a little different. Because sometimes there's construction work, uh, you know, there's like... Yeah. Uh, light boxes down there or, you know, a little bobcat right? Uh, because they're doing some heavy construction and it's just kind of cool to see. All right. Um, and then in Splash Mountain, the Br'er Rabbit, uh, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear projection scene has been returned to Splash Mountain and it is now high def. Yep. Uh, there's a spot at the beginning of the ride where two uh, little uh, rabbits are talking to each other and they're talking about Br'er Rabbit being chased. Um and that scene, the projection of his of the shadows chasing uh, Br'er Rabbit have have been missing for a while. Uh, however, they are back, uh, and as Cheryl mentioned, they are now in high def. Um, you know, even though this ride is scheduled to be reimagined as in no Princess hurry. and the Frog, yeah, um, it's been announced. There is no timetable for that, so you know they're, as, they're still keeping it up. Right, they're still keeping it up, which is good. You yeah. know, they're they're not just. Saying, you know, uh, if it breaks, you know, we're not going to replace it. Right. Now, if they would just fix the Yeti in Animal Kingdom, everything would be good. That would be perfect. Right. All right. In Epcot, new signage has been added to Remy's Adventure. That's right. Remy's uh, Ratatouille Adventure, which will open at some point. (laughs) Uh, The last I read in May, 
uh, from the Disney planning panel, which used to be known as the Disney Moms panel. Uh, they still said it was on track for a 2020 opening, but, uh, you know, 2020 is quickly coming to an end. Yeah, and they didn't know what the heck they were talking about in May, so. That's true. Um, they, You know, the parks were closed. Right. And I think everybody was was still blue skying it, thinking that it would just take a month or so to knock this thing down, but, but that's not happening. Um, but when it does open... Uh, Ratatouille Adventure will have a single rider line, a Fast Pass queue, Fast Pass Plus queue, and a standby queue. Uh, so people, you know, there's some question as to whether Fast Pass would be returning or would it be modified. Um, but the signage is up for Fast Pass Plus, mm-hmm. uh, so it looks like at some point that will return. Uh, and then also in the France Pavilion, uh, Les Chefs de France has celebrated their new grand opening. Good. Um, they have uh, modified the restaurant to space their tables for social distancing, so the capacity is down. And uh, they have um, modified their prefix menu, which now includes a glass of Chardonnay or Cabernet Sauvignon or one non-alcoholic beverage. Very nice. Which I think at this point we should get uh, some type of beverage into Cheryl to wake her up. I know. I'm dying over here. Do you think they heard that yawn? No, it was a quiet yawn. Okay. All right, um, Mira from Mira Royal Detective has now joined the Disney Junior Cavalcade. That's right. She made her debut in Hollywood Studios uh, this weekend. Now, while it was a debut, it is not permanent. It is only a guest appearance for this weekend, but you oh. can you can be sure that if they've invested time in creating the character and yeah. painting her special car right. for the cavalcade, that she will be joining uh, you know, at some point on a more permanent basis. Um, for those of you uh, like me who do not know who Mira the Royal Detective is, uh, it is based on a new show on the Disney Channel, and she is um, a royal detective in the fictional kingdom of Jalpur, uh, which resembles late 19th century India. Uh, the series celebrates Indian culture and customs, and all of her attendants in the parade who marched with her uh, wore a colorful array of saris. Which are Indian yeah. Indian wear, and uh, Mira apparently does apparently does some uh, Bollywood. Uh, moves. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so very very heavily Indian influenced. Very nice, good. There has not been much of that, so that's great. Yep. Um, in Disney Springs, a few different stories. None of them are all that exciting, so let's just bang through those. Okay, what were they? Eminem Store is coming along. Yeah, Love Pop opened. We talked about that. We talked about that already. There's some new signage about masks, which is a little interesting. What do those signs say? Uh, the signs now uh, show that you must have your mask tight up around your nose and your chin. Uh, and the signs say that guests not properly wearing an approved mask will be asked to leave. So this signage is not only at Disney Springs, but it did make its debut in the parks uh, this past week. Good. And it's to stop people from, you know, they don't want people coming in the park and then pulling their mask right. down under their nose. Right. Or wearing it around their chin, it must be uh, up, and I believe they are enforcing it. I mean, I know they're enforcing it in the parks. It's really Disney Springs that's um, the one that the one to watch as to whether or not this is actually happening. Yep. Um, the watermelon parking lot has reopened, and that is the one over by Cirque du Soleil, so that makes parking a little easier. Correct. It opens every day at three p.m. Okay, so it's more for the evenings, mm-hmm. and then construction is continuing on Gideon's Bakery, which is great. As well as at Everglaze Donuts. Yep. And let's see. In Beatrix, which was supposed to be the new marketplace, which houses many uh, smaller uh, independent restaurants, 
Uh, that was where the new Ample Hills location was supposed to be. And of course, Ample Hills uh, Creamery has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, so that uh, section sits empty. Uh, if you go down to the uh, section of uh, Disney Springs around the Splitsville area, it kind of looks like Disney Springs did when it was under construction a few years ago because there is nothing but a a wall of construction walls. Yeah, it's the maze of walls. Yep. All right. Um, and then, so moving over to some of the hotels, um, the horizontal beam has been trimmed from the poly ceremonial house. What does that mean? That's right. So the horizontal cross beams, uh, which are an architectural feature on the top of the uh, uh, great ceremonial house, which is where the check-in takes place and the monorail station is and all that good stuff. Um, it looks like the right-hand side as you're looking at it is being shortened. Uh, and as such, they have removed the cross beams as well as the horizontal beam. Um, and this matches up with some artists' renderings that were put out uh, a month or two ago. Okay, so it, it's just, you know, it kind of makes the building to me look lopsided. Yeah, they've got to have some reason that they're doing that, whether it's, um, I don't know, just the look actually, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the end ends up looking better or whatever. But I'm just glad that they're not totally gone because that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. All right. And then... Um, at the other hotels, mostly the deluxes, suites can be booked now, but uh, club level is still not available. I mean, maybe you can book club level, but there's no um, there's no club. <laughs> Correct. There is no uh, concierge level service that will be happening with these resorts. Um, if you have a reservation there, Disney Reservation Center uh, or your travel agent will be contacting you. Um, and uh, that is the deal, you know, because there's, there's a lot of stuff that can be done. They make re- dining reservations for you. When you're club level, they make your fast pass reservations. Of course, fast passes don't exist, but right. you know you're on your own for dining now. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. I mean, they, there's a lot that they really can't do right now, anyway. And really, one of the biggest things about club level is having that um, like club room, mm-hmm. the, you know, to be able to whether you're watching the fireworks from there or picking up your continental breakfast or you know grabbing some gummy bears, whatever the situation is. Um, you wouldn't want to be paying club level prices and not getting that. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. And then D- DVC is going to be offering auto pay options for their dues. That's right. And it's a renewable auto pay option. Previously, uh, guests would have to log on once a year and pay their dues. Uh, but now you can set it to automatically renew on January 15th of each year to make your payment. Uh, so that's a big, big deal How for convenient. 2021. Thank I you. Know, right? Thank you for charging me it's, without asking me. It's like your gym membership. You know, <laughs> right. they, they just want they people to pay it, it and, and then they forget that they're they're charging right. once a year. Right. Uh, and then our last story is about a movie that's in the works, and that is a Space Mountain movie. That's right. They are working on a theatrical adaptation of Space, Space Mountain, um, which will be... Uh, you know, they're kind of doing this in conjunction with another treatment they're doing for Haunted Mansion. So it looks like they're going to get a couple of Disney films uh, to the big screen based on ride attractions. Yeah, throw them up there, see what sticks. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been not so good. Yes, right. Yeah. So you have any final words? Uh, just good night. <laughs> All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Uh-